Take another moment to finish up if you haven't already. Thank you for sharing with your uh, neighbors. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, the creator of wind and rain, field and ocean, the bread of life coming to feed the power at work within us and within this world. Amen. Would you pray with me? God of heaven and earth, before the foundation of the universe and the beginning of time, you are the triune God, author of creation, eternal word of salvation, life-giving spirit of wisdom. Guide us to all truth by your spirit, that we may proclaim truth revealed and rejoice in the glory God shares with us. All this we pray in the name of God. Amen. Let us stand and sing this next hymn, Joys Are Flowing Like a River. Please be seated. Our scripture for today from the book of Deuteronomy, the second chapter. Then we turned back and set out toward the wilderness along the route to the Red Sea, as the Lord directed me. For a long time, we made our way around the hill country of Seir. Then the Lord said to me, you have made your way around this hill country long enough. Now turn north. Give the people these orders. You are about to pass through the territory of your relatives, the descendants of Esau, who live in Seir. They will be afraid of you. Be very careful. Do not provoke them to war, for I will not give you any of their land, not even enough to put your foot on. I have given Esau the hill country of Seir as his own. You are to pay them in silver for the food you eat and the water that you drink. The Lord your God has blessed you in all the work of your hands. He has watched over your journey through this vast wilderness. These 40 years, the Lord your God has been with you, and you have not lacked anything. God's grace, God's peace be with you all. Thank you. Water. <clears throat> Water, it is a life source. We need it. We crave it. We now place it in hundreds of millions of different disposable containers so we can sip it all day long. Without it, we would certainly die. Water, it is part of the living narrative of Cal Lutheran as we acknowledge that a river does indeed run through it. That creek, whether it be wet or dry, reminds us of our Lutheran connection to baptismal waters, waters of forgiveness and grace and family. Water in raw tonnage sits right over those hills as the vastness of the Pacific Ocean spreads out 
just beyond the reach of this campus. And for a very short window of time, there was a segment of our university's marketing that we said, we're so near the ocean, you want to be here on this campus, hoping to lure prospective students who had a passion for surfing or sand or s'mores beachside. Water, we need it. In the community of Christian faith, we attach all manner of biblical and theological weight to water. In fact, we attach all manner of assumptions about the sacred nature of water. We assume that part of God's mercy and blessing comes from water, and without it, we cannot receive God's mercies and blessings. We assume in the finest Lutheran theological tradition that water and the word are vehicles through which we are joined to a worldwide community of faith that manifests itself in baptism. And perhaps we make an additional assumption that if we are not baptized, then our membership in the community of faithful is not quite as robust. Shower, cleansing, bathed in. These are images used to provide us a glimmer of the way God's love sprinkles down on us, falls on us, floods in around us. And sometimes we make the erroneous leap that without water, God can simply not act at all. All of it water-based. My question, visit with your neighbors, another interactive moment. What scriptures come to mind when you think of water? What God stories come to mind when you think of water? Visit. Excellent, thanks for chatting. I'm not gonna ask, you get to share more stories as uh, the day continues. On the opposite side of the water conversation is the lack thereof, or what we would call drought. Drought, the condition of little or no access to water. We know all too well that California is in a serious drought, the result of climate change, conditions where less snow and rain have fallen, and drought, the result of Californians who refuse a behavioral change but continue to enjoy the benefits of thick green lawns. We know there is a drought. Many have made the switch in removing their lawns and cut their water consumption. Ryan posted on Facebook his water bill after having stripped his lawn and going to a more drought-friendly landscape. Thank you for doing that. We also know that we live in Southern California in a desert topography. Deserts are dry places, and yet, because we're Californians, 
We know that with a little landscape magic, we can make our topography look like any place in the world we want, as long as we water it and do so religiously. And then, and then we make inappropriate biblical and theological leaps that since God acts so magnificently through water, God could, God could not possibly act in drought, a leap that holds no truth at all. In fact, the storyline of Scripture tells us that God has as many actions in water in Scripture as God has action in drought, in the desert places, in the wilderness, where the land is so very thirsty, where water is found buried deep beneath the earth's skin at the bottom of a well. In the book of Deuteronomy, our reading for today, God's people, the Israelites, under Moses, have wandered in a desert for long enough. We discover at the end of the story, they've been out there for 40 years. And the time has come to turn their face from the desert and turn it towards the promised land. And they begin that journey. Forty years they've been wandering in the desert. Here's a random quirky thought. I know where they wandered, it's a big desert. But am I the only one who thinks that they have walked across some path more than once, and that contributed to their anger against Moses, saying, hey, we've been this way before, way before. lead us a different way. Forty years of episodic grumpiness. Time to be done with that. For 40 years, God's people wandered through the desert, and we can assume that this was hot, dry, tiresome, and just plain awful at points. But the truth of the storyline tells us, at the end of the, this segment read from Deuteronomy, the Lord your God has blessed you in the work of your hands. He has watched over your uh, being through this vast wilderness. These 40 years in the desert your God has been with you, and you have not lacked anything. Even in the desert, we are the recipients of God's mercy, tenderness, grace, and love. This summer, we're going to be spending time with the desert texts of Old and New Testament, wondering about the wilderness occasions, acknowledging the fact that even in the desert, it is God's domain, and by God's choice, God gives God's blessings. Amen. A quick note, we're adding a colleague to our staff for the summer to assist with developing this theme of desert as God's domain. Behind me stands Shannon Savage Howie, a CLU alum, a certified spiritual advisor, and a great colleague. So my invitation to all of you as we complete worship this day is to greet her warmly and welcome her kindly. 
Let's close in prayer. Remind us often, Lord, that we are chosen to share the good news and point the way to you. Remind us often, Lord, that in our labors, we can show your love in everything we do. Remind us often, Lord, that through your power, we can do all things as your spirit sets us free. Remind us often, Lord, that we are chosen to live by your word, even in the desert places where you will reveal your glory. Amen. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.